Hey there, baby cakes. This is Kitty Kaboom, and you're listening to Skin Deep Conversations. You know, I'm having a hard time with this whole pronoun thing. I just don't get it. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Hey, really, it's all about white privilege. I just want to matter. I don't understand how white folks interpret that as, I think I'm more important than you. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us again. You know we really do appreciate y'all, right? My name is Kitty Kaboom. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, producer James. That is me, and also you got it right. You got it right. Congratulations. How could I get that screw up every week when you're my friend? My bad. Right. So, so Kitty, uh, you know, we've uh, had a little break. We had your thing uh, last week, your little thing about Bali, which was great. A lot of good, a lot of good feed, uh, positive feedback on that one. What have you been doing? So the latest thing in my life is that I adopted a bunny and she is so adorbs. You know, I can't really do, well, that's not true. I like to think outside the box is my point. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that I've fashioned. Well, my my first question is why not like say a cat or a dog? Why a bunny? just about to explain myself, sir. Yeah, so or a turtle. First of all, I'm not a dog person. Let's just start okay. right there. I don't I agree dislike you. dogs. I always have to explain this because it feels like America's obsessed with dogs. So I'm, I'm like the bad guy everywhere I go if there's a dog present. It's not that I dislike them. Obviously, they're furry, they're cute, they're whatever. They're just invasive. I don't like animals that feel like the first thing you need to do is put your snout in my cha-cha. Okay. That doesn't work for me. I don't like it. I don't like how it, and then they come around, they smell your butt, they lick you. They, I just, it's too much for me. So I don't like dogs personally, um, or I should say I'm not like a big fan. Cats, I love, duh, kitty. But um, I wasn't able, <laughs> and this might sound a little like wrong, but if you know, you know. I have white furniture. I'm not about to adopt a cat that has fur, uh, fur that I have to clean every damn day. So I was looking for the perfect little white cat and I found her finally and I was about to adopt her and the lady said, that'll be $150. And I said, excuse me, is this not a rescue? Did I miss something? And she was like, oh yeah, no, this isn't the Humane Society anymore. We we bought them. And I was like, what? So yeah, I didn't want a $150 kitten because I showed up wanting a free animal and it just turned me off how it just became a sale. And then she was just like, and if you need a carrier, that's another $10. And if you need food, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm good. So I left and I went to another humane society and found the cutest bunny and decided this is a better fit. So she's a little baby bunny that she won't even fucking let me touch her, but she'll warm up to me eventually. Well, I do have experience. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to have a, um, a bunny too. You did? Uh, I did. We thought it was a female. We named her princess but then one day i don't know he started humping my mom's arms so then we're like oh he's not a female he's a male it was a challenge to take care of a bunny more so than a cat or i mean more so than a cat i mean a dog is is basically uber uber uh you know it's you gotta really take a uh, you know, you gotta, uh, yeah. lot of responsibility yeah bunny uh like i said we, you know you get the cage and you know you need to let them run around and stuff and of course they poop everywhere and they're everywhere. like those small little Little small, little cute poops, as I call them. I used to want to step on. I don't think they're cute at all. The blessing is they don't stink and they're right. like little hard pellets. So it's not like I, you know, they don't smush. And you just have to train them from what I've been told because mine is starting finally to learn to uh, use the litter box. Oh, good. I didn't see, I never had a litter box. Yeah, we definitely have a litter box in this house. I'm not fucking around. The, and your bunny actually goes in the litter box? Yeah, That's... hell yeah, she does because she's been oh, trained. It's nice. very cool. Yeah, because she goes in like little corners and just leaves me all these wonderful treats of just like <laughs> massive pile of doo-doo. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. So now I've blocked off the places I don't want her to go. And anytime she hops over there, I'm like, ah, ah, ah. So she's learning. And so, yeah, I just pick her up and put her in the actual uh, litter box and she does her business. Nice. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Don't you want to know her name? What, what, yeah. What, what is her name? Piglet. Piglet? Why'd you name her Piglet? Because why not? I like, like I was thinking like Fluffy or, uh, or, now, exactly. or something like that. So, James, don't you know me by now? I do not <laughs> things in the box. I, like that is the most boring True. thing. Like that was, that's to be expected. I might as well have named her Bunny. Like, no. 
She's on the Karabit. Kaboom. Karabit. No, <laughs> no, that's funny. Karabit. Kaboom. I had not considered that. That's a cute one. But I like Piglet because obviously it's offbeat. It's ridiculous. I love it. Mm, I just think Winnie the Pooh when, I say, when, you, when you say Piglet. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was going with it. Well, I mean, uh, the funny thing is, is like, well, today's uh, show is going to be, we're going to be talking food. And I have to say, with a bunny that you have, uh, me as an Irishman, uh, pure Irishman, you know what? You know, as far as food and delicacies, we could probably chop that bunny up and put him in a stew. No, <laughs> not my bunny, buddy. Irish or no, nah, you are not coming over to my house to eat oh, such much. Yummy, yummy for my tummy, some bunny. I mean, I've, have I ever had rabbit? I don't think I've ever eaten. I, I've never, I've never eaten bunny. Yeah. I, I don't think it's really. A, I mean, I, I've never gone into a supermarket where they're like bunny meat. You know that First kind of, of stuff. All, they don't call it bunny when you eat it. They call it or rabbit. rabbit meat. So it doesn't sound as cute. Like you're not just eating some adorable little thing. <laughs> rabbit. Well, I mean, lamb. You've got lamb. You've like, well, you know, yeah, like you it's eat a baby, baby lamb. It's a baby, but bunny right. is not a baby rabbit. It's just a cute name for it. Yeah, but the only bunny I've ever eaten or rabbit I've eaten is chocolate. <laughs> you and me both yeah i don't think i've ever had rabbit so and i don't but, want to try it now that i'm a bunny owner no thank you that grosses me out to think about you're not gonna you know well okay then you and then again again you're probably not gonna like a lot of the irish food a lot of the english food i mean oh, they, they're, right. they're heavily on on, on meat and stuff i can't wait to hear this shit what's with the irish eat besides potatoes well, I mean that—that's the thing. I mean, it's—it's it's, you've got like shepherd pie. You've got all these different. Well, like, I used you know, to like, make me shepherd pie when I was a little girl. But basically, like I said, with uh, with like Irish from you know, as I'm uh, from the homeland there, Ireland. Uh, <laughs> luckily, uh, Ireland. luckily, uh, immigration got punchy, and uh, they you know they took off the Mick in my daily. So now I would have been Jimmy McDaily. You oh know, like, oh thank God, it's just uh, or producer McDaily. I mean, how's that sound? I um, I'm not mad at it. I was like, oh, it's just daily. That that's good. That's good. But no, just in doing like uh, coming up with the show and, and and doing the research for it was uh, was kind of interesting to see all the different types of uh, you know different kinds of foods that different cultures or ethnicities have. Yes, like Italian, filled, Irish, yeah. English, even like Australian. I mean, like I said, with the Irish, it's just it's it's basic, just meat and potatoes. That's basically what they eat. It's, it's, <laughs> what I mean, kind of meat doesn't matter. Oh, no, you like pig, beef, sausages, you know, bacon's huge, all that kind of stuff. You know, so pig have fish and seafood, too, and oysters, crab, lobsters. They eat, you know, they basically ate what was ever around or near, uh, you know, whatever they were near that was easy and accessible to get to. And and again, with the with Irish food, it's 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 a mixture of like just putting stuff into a stew. That's huge stews, like Irish yeah, stews and stuff like that. Awesome. You know, you've got, you, you hit everything. It's like, it's, it's, just, it's just like a, you ch chop, uh, chop up some potatoes and you put in some beef, you put in all this other different, you know, vegetables and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's pretty much standard kind of stuff. I mean, nothing too exotic in that sense. Mm -hmm. Kind of what kind of makes your culture or that's the, the foods of your culture. The one thing I have to say I do like is the Irish cheese. They got some, damn good cheese What's it and, uh, there was there was this really nice um boutique in santa monica i went to and they did have some irish cheese and it really had this really soft consistency to it mm -hmm. and a little bit of a tart taste to it which i thought was weird for coming from a cheese yeah but it was really 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 good and uh i have you to say it it's ex what's that oh you can put it on like crackers and bread and stuff like that the basic okay. stuff nothing uh nothing too fancy uh, yeah. in that sense but you know like it, it just really has a good fulfilling kind of taste to like it that you're like mm. this is delicious yeah and and yeah. and of course when you're here in la it's not something that's readily available like i said you had to go to a boutique and get it uh -huh. and it was quite expensive so um it's not like well, irish cheese anytime soon but then you've also so got the irish you know, go all out for their cheese everything else is pretty much like very simple shit you can get anywhere but the cheese it was just really something i had not you know get you know it's, it was you know there's Velveeta, and then there's Italian, you know, Irish cheese. First of all, Velveeta's not even real cheese. <laughs> True. But, I mean, I'm just saying, oh, as far as, like, the classifications of cheese, it, it, it is off the charts in, yeah. in the way it tastes and stuff like that. Well, then and, then of course, you know, with Irish, you've got I'm also alcohol. But, you know, you've got Guinness, you got whiskeys and all that kind of stuff. Where Irish people are drunks and stuff like that. You're an Irish drunk. I'm like, yeah, but they do have some great, uh, you know, they do have some great whiskeys and, and, uh, and, uh, gin, uh, you know, like Guinness is a huge, huge beer, yeah. which, uh, tons and tons of people drink. So, um, I'm not a beer drinker myself, 
I mean, I actually, I'd have to say the last time I had a beer was probably at like a, a barbecue in like 1991. You know, yeah, it's just, it's just you. not something. And I think one time I have a new neighbor who just moved in. I think he, you know, we we're trying to bond and he gave me like some kind of beer, but I, I just stuck it in the refrigerator. I haven't actually tasted it yet, but I uh, I, again, I'm not an, I'm not a big beer fan myself. Nor am I. I hate the way it looks. It looks like piss to me. It stinks and it makes you fat. Why would I drink that? Yeah. That is true. That is yeah, true. I don't like anything about it. But I do like the fact that that segues very nicely into what I discovered. So I was covering and my neighbor slash friend just pointed out to me. I was like, yeah, you know, when you think of Hispanic food, you should just, you know, go Mexican. She was like, excuse you. You know, I'm from New York and there are very <laughs> there are lots of different kinds of um, Hispanic foods. Like, you can't just say all oh, Hispanic food is Mexican. That's so wrong. She's like, what about Arroyo? What about Conchera? I was like, oh, shit. Like, you're right. So there I go, thinking I know every damn thing. I'm so glad she cleared that up for me, because I sounded ignorant as fuck. But I did do the research on the Mexican food, and it just made me so happy. First of all, shout out to this new show I found called Heavenly Bites Mexico. Bites, B-I-T-E-S. It's on Netflix. And the voiceover is amazing. Well, y'all know I'm a voiceover actor, but the guy that does it, he's so entertaining. Great casting. It's visually, aesthetically so pleasing. The music is great. It's a great show. It's a really, really well produced, hilarious show. And it makes like you it, obviously it makes you want to eat right because it's about the food but even better like it's entertaining in a way that like it's teaching you and it's celebrating the food in a way that i just had not ever thought about it right because duh i'm a black girl i ain't a mexican girl but if i were which i told you i've always wanted to be so i could have like a quinceanera and then still <laughs> go to the fucking barbecue at night you know what i mean like i like <laughs> the best of both worlds but um, yeah, I found out so much about it. It's an amazing show. There's a thing that is a staple in Mexican culture, which is, oh God, I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I wrote it down and everything. Michelada. Michelada. There we go. Michelada. Yeah. Anyway, it's basically beer. That's the basis of this drink. But it has any and everything you could possibly think of as an ingredient and like they're always trying to out top each other they being the people that make these drinks right so like the bartender knows that the basis is beer and beer is irrelevant like it could be any kind of beer but then they add chili powder they add cherries gummies shellfish vodka the whole thing is supposed to be like the most unforgettable and it's supposed to be a cure for hangovers so i don't know how true that shit is to liquor to your liquor but <laughs> you know what I mean whatever I think it's an amazing thing though that like they have the staple that everybody knows about so I can't imagine drinking beer period but beer with gummy bears sounds disgusting that's interesting uh, it is. well I mean are they 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 are they like diced and chopped up and liquefied no, 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 or are they like, like you get a gummy bear no so like okay so the basis as I said is beer right so you put that in a huge cup or a blender or whatever you're going to serve it in and then you add whatever ingredients to that beer and then the gummies become like a garnish right so like let's say the top of the cup that you're using they spread some kind of like sticky sweet thing on the top of it like it's sparkly I have no idea what the fuck it is and then they put the straw in and then around the straw and at the top in order to keep it stuck they use the, the shiny thing, like I said, and then they just pile them on there. So they got gummy worms. They got gummy sharks. They got gummy fish. Like, they, it's a Swedish fish. It, it's whatever mm. you want. And obviously, they make a savory kind, like I said, with chiles and with fucking shell, like literal. Oh, and then they always, like, do the top of the glass. You know how, like, we'll put salt and sugar for our margaritas? I said our mm. margaritas. They're their margaritas. Ah! But you know how you can, like, do the top that's what they'll do with all kinds of like powdered sugar with just anything they just get so creative i think that's the one takeaway that i got from the show and learning about mexican food and the culture is just that everything is a fucking celebration and like it just makes me so happy that's why i wish i was half i wish i was half black because we celebrate every damn thing too so it would just be like a double whammy of a celebration and i just love that shit so everything I mean, I haven't seen the show, but I was wondering, the does the show kind of like take a look at how, like, say, America has like kind of like not tainted the food, but kind of like put their own slant on it, authenticity of it away from it, like, say, Taco Bell 
compared to say a traditional Mexican dish? Um, how, do they do they do they say anything like that on the show? Because I I, I kind of find that like Taco Bell, Chipotle, and all that stuff kind of like it waters it down. Yeah, bit. no, that's a kind of that's understood, right? So first of all, to answer your question, this show is literally again a celebration. They don't say anything negative. There's nothing on here to mm. be like, oh, America fucked us up because they stole this from us or they misappropriated this or that. There's none of that. It's none of that. They literally every show is just a celebration of a specific kind of food that they capitalize on that they created that they you know use as like their go-tos what kind of different ways to make it how big it can be that sort of thing like it's literally just like let us show you how dope our foods are not like co comparatively because we both i think it's kind of understood you know the people that are in my life that are of mexican heritage um or latinas in general they are always like why the fuck would i ever eat that food like ever they know that it's a americanized watered down version of what their authentic food is because it's mass produced right you know? and that's why i mean it's kind of the same with like uh, chinese food with like panda express exactly and all that kind of stuff. that's there's no authenticity to it there's no authenticity at all right and i can say though I don't think that that's, I mean, I'd have to give it a hard think, you know what I mean? Like give it a lot of thought, but like, I can't think of any food. I mean, I can't think of any restaurant or chain that makes soul food that mm. is watered down. Cause I was trying to think, I'm like Popeye's, but Popeye's. Well, what about like Roscoe's, you know, chicken and waffles? I mean, is a, that kind of. celebration of our food. Nothing is watered down about it. That chicken is bomb. I mean, mm. it's not like the best chicken I had in the world. I think Roscoe's is overrated, to be honest with you. But it's decent food. I mean, it does fill my belly and it's delicious. It's not like, oh, I go there and I'm just like, oh, it's just about the name. No, it's like, it's good ass greens. You know what I mean? They definitely make, the, their waffles are just regular flat ass waffles. That's why I just don't get it. It's not even like they're Belgium. But mm. it's, it's decent food and the fried chicken is always good. Hot sauce is bomb. Yeah. It's just not. That's what I'm saying. I can't think of a chain or anything. Like, because even Popeyes, that's a celebration of Louisiana style fried chicken. And even though it's mass produced, that is definitely my go to. Oh, but I don't fuck with KFC. I think KFC. That's what I was going to ask you. I was like, who do you think is better? Popeyes yeah. or KFC? Oh, Popeyes, hands down. Because KFC to me, it's like a soft fried food. That doesn't, that's like an oxymoron. How can fried be soft? Yeah. You know what it tastes soft. like to me, right? <laughs> like it feels like they fried it hard and then they put it in a- Well, I mean, nowadays though, you don't get the true meaning of it. Like, you know, instead of saying fried chicken, it's crispy chicken. You know, it's just like, it that's people exactly like the word fried is such a okay, negative so connotation to it. We answered the question. KFC is the epitome of watered down soul food because it's bullshit they don't put any emphasis on the fact that it's soul because their person right the face of their company is an old white colonel fucker so of course they're True. not <laughs> us you know what i mean any props or say uh -huh. that it derived from anything we did they even have the nerve to have sides like macaroni and cheese which as we all know is a comfort food derived from slavery and african-american soul food but like they don't give us props for that they used to sell greens they don't anymore they used to sell biscuits then they stopped because they know popeyes killed them with that my point is that their chicken reminds me of like fried chicken that you put in the refrigerator and then the next morning you take it out and eat it cold and the the the, the, the uh, skin is just like softy you know how the skin is like kind of soft if it's not cooked properly uh -huh. that's all i was saying like popeyes the next day i don't give a fuck you eat it hot cold whatever it's always going to be crunchy crispy and they still call yeah, their yeah. chicken fried chicken not crispy chicken I'm telling you, that's some white shit. That's them just trying to water our shit down and call it something other than what the fuck it is. But well, I think I do think it's kind of funny that you can't like I couldn't go out here to say in California and Burbank to find like genuine Irish food. I mean, they they have like a Irish pub or something like that. They do. Like, I've seen it. Where where is it? I mean, to get traditional Irish food or something like that. Oh, I'm not, I'm not seen it like out that. here. They do. I mean, you're truly... a dad of three and a husband. You are not on the prowl for no damn Irish pubs. And that's why you don't know <laughs> what they are. <laughs> if you were so... a single dude or you had, like, you know, you and your wife were into, like, bar hopping or bar crawls, true. you, we were, like, true you would know because they definitely have them. Especially downtown. I've seen them all the time. But, I mean, okay, like, when it comes to Italian food, I mean, would you consider, say, Olive Garden authentic? Hell no, we all know that ain't no real damn. 
Italian food. Now that is probably the biggest watered down version. Italian people are probably so irritated. They probably roll their eyes like, how dare you? Again, it's mass production, right? True. And there's a white man running this shit. So you already know how it's going to go. Like they're not interested in making sure that you leave there going, oh, bellissimo. Like it's not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like let's just make sure it's stuff them full with breadsticks and salad. Yeah, bread breadsticks and salad because it's cheap. Exactly. Come on now. Remember what we were talking about. The bottom line is always money. And that's the other thing with Mexican food that I learned. Their whole thing is about being cheap, delicious, and a lot. Like everything with them is overboard on purpose. You know what I mean? They take it to the bridge. They want everything to be like super size. Their whole thing, their culture is like you're more affluent, you're more productive, you're more um, not important necessarily. Well, maybe even like a bit of importance, but definitely more successful the bigger your plate is, the more food you have. So they just go overboard with everything. Mexican dishes, matter of fact, they have a literal um, tortilla that they make called a shoulder. Tortilla. Do you know why it's called that? Would you no, like why? to guess? Because uh, it's the size of a shoulder it, or something? It fits <laughs> your shoulder when you're like throwing it around like we do with uh -huh. the pizza. I said we. I keep saying we. I don't own pizza. Whatever. When people that make pizza get the dough together and like you see them throw it in the air, that's what they do with tortillas as well. But these tortillas are so big that they literally hit your shoulder when you're flopping them around. Like that's how big it is. <laughs> now, what about Mexican street food. I mean, when you, I've eaten some Mexican street food in the past mm -hmm. and it's been really, really tasty. My only concern was the cleanliness and stuff like that. But do you feel when you've eaten the Mexican food, I mean, it does taste very authentic. It tastes way better than Taco Bell, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think, uh, do you, uh, is that one of your major concerns? Is like, the no, and people it, like you make my ass itch with questions like that because it's like, dude, you literally see that they're on the street, it's in the name. So if you go in there, expecting to like for them to pull out hand sanitizer and hand you a whole bunch of like wipe downs and you know wipe off their your table all nice and clean with disinfectant before you sit down you probably shouldn't fucking go it's street food for a reason they're not like gonna drop your food pick it up off the street and put it back on the grill no they're not disgusting but at the same time you know what comes with that listen you know how cali gets down i mean i know you haven't had this experience in years but when you come out of anything like a club or any kind of like major gathering whether you go to like no they're right there they're yeah. right there right like they're on the streets they got their hot plates i don't know how they rig them shits for heat i don't know it just looks like a big ass pan it, well yeah it, I, from what i've seen because i've been always interested in that i mean the two things i was always interested in in like the whole street food and just how they do it but they do you know, it on their phones. They take Apple Pay. Yeah, they did, yeah. Thank God they do now. Phones. Before they used to be cash only. Right, but now, be cash uh, only. They finally stepped it up. Yeah, and yeah, some fucking contraption that they created with like a propane tank or some shit. But the best part about it is when you come out of the club or you just came out of like a game downtown, you know, at the at the Staples Center, it's nothing better than one of them big fat ass. It's not okay. So they make the soft. I mean, the regular hot dogs, but then they make those like half smokes right and some of them are regular some of them they wrap in the bacon they toast the bun for you and then they have like a whole like little they have salsa they have like a, a green onion mix thing i love it i think cheese obviously gotta be queso so like all of those things are it just makes it so authentic and I, my whole thing is like why would you go to a place that literally advertises their food as street food and be like is this clean like it's clean enough for them to serve it. You know what I mean? Feeding people dog or whatever. You got to know. Yeah, your, true. Like, check the, read the room, people. Like, come on. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's like going to Olive Garden talking about, yes, I like. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's not how it goes. So, yeah, I don't have any concerns about it being gross or dirty. I think that they are on the street. So there's going to be a level of whatever, but fucking... Germs are everywhere. So if you're hungry enough and you want it, you'll fucking eat it. But I, that is true. I do now, what are some of the uh, what are some of the best uh, soul food places you've gone to here in L.A.? Oh, that's a good question. There is one which, of course, now eludes me because that's what my brain does. Um, damn it. Well, there's definitely, you know, everybody likes the chicken and waffles, right? So Roscoe's mm. is good. It is good food. It's not bad. It's just regular. It's decent. It's not like, oh, can't wait to get more. Oh, Harold and Bell's. That's one of my favorites. 
So that's, I don't know if it's on Crenshaw, but I know it's in the Crenshaw district and it's so damn good. Basically because they keep it very authentic. You know what I mean? There's the, like the pot liquor is inside the greens and they make it with, you know, bits of uh, bacon and gristle and all of the things that a lot of times, especially these days when, when black folks are doing their best to eat better and more healthy, but we still want those staples of soul food. We'll put like turkey necks in our greens and they keep it with pig, um, which is the, uh, the original way to make greens. But I mean, you can make collard greens any way you want. Um, but yeah, I love Harold and Bell's. What was the place that we went to when we went to uh, the Juneteenth at the park? Oh, there? that is a good place. I do like that place too. That was good, huh? I didn't like their macaroni. I don't like soupy macaroni and cheese. I think it's fucking disgusting. It, it should always have a nice crunch on top, a nice crust and a good consistency. But anyway, it, um, what is the name of that soul food place? Do, is it? No, I want to say Derby's or Doobies. I sound terrible. Listen, y'all, I'm not a Los Angelinian, okay? I've been here over 20 years, but I cannot. I'm horrible with names any damn way. I don't. Dupree's. Boom. There was Dupree's. Okay. That was really good. Yeah, we did have a good time that day. That was delicious food. And then Cobbler, obviously, is like one of our staples. We're big into desserts. The thing with soul food is this. White folks thought that in slavery, they was doing us a disservice, which I guessed on the surface they were because they threw us scraps, right? So like they get the pig and they would slaughter the pig and then they would get all of the prime parts of the pig, which they call high on the hog, right? All of the parts that like bacon, like the things that we enjoy as regular, you know, pig, uh, I'm trying to think what else do we eat from, what else do we eat from pigs? We eat a lot of other things from pigs. I'm drawing a blank yet again. But Pig's feet. Pig's ears. But that's what I was about to say. That's low on the hog. Pig ears, pig feet, um, uh, tail, the snout. Right. So it's really dope that I found yet another show. This one is on, I believe, HBO. And it's so good as well. It's a it's a cook-off, right? So like the Great British Cook-Off. This one is not called that. It's called the Great Soul Food Cook-Off. And it's on HBO Max. It's so, 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 so good. Because they brought in like eight different um, renowned uh, black chefs from across the country and they compete. And one of the shows that I watched, all they did was bring the low on the hog pieces. So it's a whole like smorgasbord of just pig stuff. So they had to figure out how to make the the dish, not only obviously delicious, but also make it pretty and, you know, give it a good, um, a diff, like give it the twist, a kind of different, like a make, make something um, instead of just red beans, or, I mean, um, black eyed peas, which is a staple for us. Because, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. We eat pig on New Year's Day. We're supposed to make greens for money, black eyed peas for luck. It's fried pig feet because you got to keep your feet on the ground. That's what it is. So those three things are like staples <laughs> in the black community, like on, on New Year's Day. But, yeah, this show was pretty awesome. And the fact of the matter is, like I said, we were fed scraps as slaves. But, but little did y'all fuckers know we are amazing with spices, first of all. And we didn't even need the accoutrements that y'all had. Like, y'all was like, oh, y'all don't have a stove or whatever. Fuck that stove. We would literally, Africans began this, this and um, Jamaicans do it extremely well as well. They dig a big ditch. And then they fill the ditch with the embers and the, um, you know, make the heat down there with with the fire. And then once it's nice and smoky and like, gross, so it's like a fire pit, then, right? It's a fire pit. And then they put um, pieces of, um, what do you call it, sticks, like half, you know, like make a grid out of it, and that's like a barbecue almost. And then you put the stuff on top of that, and it's so good. And then you cover it, so it's like you smoke it out. Oh my god, it falls off the bone. It's the best shit ever. So yeah, a lot. Of- well, I, I do have a, I do have a question, Kitty. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, when you, uh, slavery, you know, forced you, forced uh, blacks to kind of improvise and 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 eat the food that was available to them here, wherever they are in the south and stuff like that. But what about say when like your homeland, uh, like you know, back in Africa? Mm-hmm. I mean, how different um, was the African say food or diet? When they were back in Africa compared to when they came to the States and were slaves. I mean, were there vast differences? Did, did they take that knowledge they did from Africa and bring it here yeah. and just modify it to what food they had available to it's them? It's both because in Africa, pig is not like a, a big commodity. You know what I mean? Pig's not a food that was readily either available or. Would they eat like lion meat? meat? Would they eat elephant meat? Like hippo meat? Yeah, I mean, those exactly. are the animals that were, you know, are, are in that, in that exactly. region. So. Yeah. That's the kind of food that they ate, but not hippo meat. I don't believe we ever eat hippo. 
But don't quote me because obviously I did not do a great deal of research with Africa, but in terms of how they cooked, whatever meats they decided to um, consume is like the dopest part to me. The fact that they were able to create a fucking fire out of nothing. You know what I mean? That they didn't need like an apparatus. They didn't need gas. They didn't need, you know, they literally just made like a homemade barbecue in the dirt. And the food is just amazing. And it really boils down to the seasoning again. I mean, I know. I know that's like the running joke, you know what I mean? Like white folks don't season their food and we do and all of the things, but like it comes from a very real place. The fact that we've had to be so creative over the years. So we take our spices very seriously. And that is where I believe a lot of that became came from originally is the fact that Africans have an amazing array of spices that they've created from other ones. Like they create these spices, you know what I mean? Coriander and all the like fun shit that you can just buy. I mean, it's like there are top five spices that, uh, that should be used uh, to make uh, like a food staple. more authentically. Yeah, exactly. And then from those five, they combine and find other things and then make that like even better. So spices is like a huge deal in both Mexican culture and in um, African-American culture with soul food. If it's not a certain kind of taste to like, if there's no seasoning, we get real irritated real quick. Like that's literally the, the, the majority of what makes our food so flavorful is being able to spice. I, I do have another question. Where does that actually come from? Why is it called soul food? Cause it fills your soul, babe. Seriously. It's very spiritual. And I'm glad you asked that. Thank you. Because we have stories, we have journeys. There's so much history in, as it relates to black people and our food. And we hold it so dear again, like Mexicans, because it's such a celebration of who we are. It's so distinctive. It's so different. It's nothing run of the mill with us. We didn't just have like a hot dog. If we make a hot dog, just like Mexicans, we put a lot of other toppings on them. We make them foot long. We make them fatter than anybody else's. We put, you know, cuts in them and then infuse them with some kind of special, I don't know, sauce or whatever. There's a collectiveness and a very, very deep spirituality to our food. So we really felt like it was more than just filling up our bellies, which was absolutely necessary. Um, and we ate a lot of food in one sitting oftentimes back then because it had to fortify us for the whole day. That might be our True. only meal. So, you know what I mean? We didn't eat light. There was no like going like nobody's <laughs> dieting. You know what I mean? You didn't have courses within your day. You just ate one. Exactly. You, know, you, just... you ate one meal. So it had to be hefty because you're going out into the fields, literally being a laborer under the hot fucking sun, whether it was building something or picking cotton or whatever was being um I was, yeah, I was about to say asked to do. They didn't ask us to do anything. Whatever we were made to do required a lot of labor, whether you're a child, a woman, a man, it didn't matter. So there always was like a lot of smothered stuff. We do a lot of sauces. We do a lot of like heavy foods. It's considered comfort food sometimes. It's called that. So it does. It feeds your soul. And that's why um, we call it that. So I wasn't being funny. I'm dead ass. It feeds the soul, baby. We, like we genuinely believe that. And there's so many different ways that it could be done. You know, back in Nashville, they used to call it the Nashville Meat Three. I'm sorry, Meat and Three, which basically was like the laborers in the 1900s had to fill their bellies again because they're outside. So it was understood that we would make like one meat and then you would get three sides. So you would get like greens, you'd get macaroni and cheese, and then maybe like some, um, some uh, hoe cake or something like that. So all of these things, like we... You know, y'all had pancakes. We made our own meal. But you know what else I was thinking about, too, when I was watching this joint? Every ethnicity that I could think of, except born-ass, no shade, sorry, but born-ass white folks, they all have their own. Hey, I have potato pancakes. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay, but here's me, out, here's me out. Do you guys have anything that is comparable to our, like, wraps, right? Like, hey, I've got... I've got potato pancakes, and I'll put some anchovy uh, syrup on it. Okay, th th that makes me culturally relevant. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> I call anchovy anymore. So there's that. I know, I know, I know. That 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 Definitely. thing too that, got, that surprised me. Yeah. That anchovy no longer exists, but Colonel Sanders still does. How about that? How about That's kind that? of whacked out. There's a lot of cultures that have the, uh, their own version of what I would consider like a wrap. Right. So like Mediterraneans right. have gyros or gyros, however you decide to say it, which are the bomb. Right. Mexicans have, oh, my God, burritos. They have fucking hacheros. They have, tor well, torta is a sandwich, but still like it's a version. Tacos, obviously, enchiladas. 
Like, I feel like a lot of Mexican food is the same ingredients, just done different ways. Because they don't eat, like, pasta. Italian Italian cuisine is just jam-packed full of pasta. Stuffed shells, yeah. spaghetti, linguine, all that kind pizza. of stuff. I mean, it's, like, it's almost like a... Yeah, pizza. I mean, Italian food to me is almost like artistic in its way, in, in the way it's made and the way it's eaten. It has a history, but it doesn't have a, a history like, say, soul food has. That has a very deep history. Soul food is absolutely refined because that's my point. We were fed scraps and then we turned them into delicacies. We turn them into food that are now revered, that can't be replicated. We turn them into food that now white folks done came back and stole back from us. Talking about, oh, y'all made this, we put our thing on it, and now it's ours. Now we created that. And Mexican, very much the same. They take a great deal of pride in their ingredients and the fact that they make everything from scratch. They have all kinds of ceviche. I mean, there's so many things to choose from in the Mexican culture in terms of food that is literally only theirs, that create that was created from like their own hands. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing was handed mm-hmm. to them and was like, oh, make a version of this for you. They were like, no, no, no. Ours is an original. Like I said, with that fucking beer. Like who would have thought of that? I've never heard of such a thing. So something as simple as beer, they put the extras on it and like made it their self. So I agree. Italian food is very refined as well, but let's be very clear. So are most of the other ethnicities. And even like Chinese food, they absolutely take a great deal of pride in their noodles. They do not fuck around. You know what I mean? They do not eat ramen noodles. They think that is like, you know, that's the KFC of soul food for them. Right. Like they don't. They 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 the creation of their noodles takes days for the record. And like I remember watching a show one time where the dad passed along his knowledge to the son, but he would not relinquish control of the restaurant until his son had proven to him that he knew how to make the consistency like in his sleep. Like it's serious. They don't fuck around. But I would like to think about all of the versions of that for different cultures. Can you think of. So I said, like, tacos, enchiladas, burritos, that's for Mexicans. And I feel like for Mediterraneans, it would be a, like a gyro or a gyro. And, like, for Black folks, I'm trying to think, what do we make? Because I know we have a version of something where it's, like, rolled up. You know what I mean? Like a cord tortilla or, like, a like flatbread. Well, I'd have to say Irish would probably be, like, the shepherd's pie. I mean, it's not a roll, but it's it's got the, you know, it's got a very thick, consistency to it and you know it's 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 chopped into a piece i mean it's not a roll but i, I mean or a wrap not a roll at all but i no. get where you're going with it it's the same it's like a heavy it's like a satisfying yeah it's satisfying. a very satisfying filling meal yeah it's course. a filling meal for sure but i just meant like a roll like maybe americans would consider like a hot dog do you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah that's right. yeah and i feel like mediterranean again with the jiro de gyro they also have a wrap um mm-hmm. I know we got something. For some reason, I'm having a brain fart, but I know Black folks got something where we would consider it to say, oh, po' boys, but that's a sandwich. That's but still. Oh, and they make something in Mexican culture called a poor boy, which I absolutely love. Like, just the fact that, like, the whole name of it is like, why would you call it that? So it's a harache, and it's 16 pounds. Can you believe that? Wow, that's crazy. I was about to say, James, did you hear me? One of them, 16 pounds. A harache is 16 pounds of food, and it's called the poor boy. And they literally create a base, right, which is a tortilla or some kind of um, like a heavy pancake kind of um, base. And then they just load that bitch up with everything you can imagine. Like, of course, onions, queso, all kinds of cheese, different meats, carne, pollo, all that shit. And they just pile it on. And of course, there's salsa. They have all kinds of onions. I mean, but 16 fucking pounds. And it's almost like they challenge each other. Like if if they made a hochera, I hope I'm saying it right, hochera, if they made one of those and then like served it to you and then said like you're not gonna be able to finish all that you're supposed to be offended at that you know what i mean like (laughs) dead ass like they really be on some old what the fuck you mean i will eat and eat and eat and eat until i pop and it's considered to be like proud you know like it's a big deal to be able to finish your meal and their whole thing is like if i'm hungry why would i stop eating i'm gonna eat until i don't like i want to eat for today i want to take this home to my family i want some leftover for tomorrow 
You know, they have all these contests. This one restaurant on the show was like, if you can eat this, what they have is a flambe. It's the foot long hot dog. So it's a foot and a half. It's literally as long as your arm. They make the buns to match and the hot dogs. And then the toppings, of course, you can imagine anything you can imagine. So this guy orders one and he said he had five minutes and he had to finish the whole thing plus the fries and the drink and he got it for free and he couldn't get it. He couldn't, he couldn't do it, of course, because it's just ridiculous, which I just think is hilarious. And I think that's, I don't think, well, yeah, we do have big portion sizes too, but Americans in general just have big ass portion sizes. Like when you go to other countries, they do not feed each other like the way that we do. It's not over the top like that. No, it's true. I mean, when Jess and I were getting married, we took our um, our honeymoon to uh, we went to France, oh, nice. uh, Paris, and stuff like that. And the funniest thing was, just like they were just like, I, I got a panini, and I was like, "Oh, could you warm this up?" And she's like, "No, that's not the way we eat it here." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, and then I was like, "All right." So I, I you right, we're in Rome, baby. You gotta like do as Romans you know, too. Warm, Absolutely, but. She was just like, no, dude, that's not how we do it here. And we're not going to accommodate you because you're an American or you're exactly. Arabic or whatever. Like right. So I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> you learned real quick, Con. You're in yeah, I was like, out. okay. Uh, they, they don't, substitutions and, and modifications, not, not a thing here. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't play that shit. Exactly. This is not do it your way. This is, we make right, it. Exactly. And, like, and they, even like. Like the coffees and stuff like that. It's like in, in, in Paris and stuff like that. They're like dainty and tiny. You yeah. know, it's like the shot. Of, and it's fancy and stuff like that. Yeah. But they have the right portion controls. I mean, exactly. it's, you know, coming from America, it's kind of like, oh, man, I'm, I'm still hungry. But, you know, it's, it's I guess from a you know a health standpoint, it is probably the correct portion that you should be eating. There's, and there's no buffets in, 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 in Paris at all. I could never find a single buffet. It's all, you know, it's of course not. You got the understanding that they are not mm -hmm. a culture that bends for other. They're listen, I get the impression and I could be wrong, but I get the impression from the little bit of knowledge that I have about the French culture is that they are very much like this is who we are, like it or leave it. Like they're very yeah. snooty. So they're not trying to bend for anybody. If you come to our country and you want to, you, you know, be a tourist and take in our amazing sights and eat our foods and all of the things, then we're, we'll have you. But we're not about to like accommodate you in the way right. that you would think that we would. A buffet goes against everything that they believe you just said it they're about fancy you know sitting down with beautiful china and like sipping your tea as you you know mull over your fucking fancy beignets that's not that's american sorry it's um, well like i said a good example i said when we went in there for breakfast and stuff like that people were there to enjoy what they were doing exactly. it, was, it was it was a almost like a celebration of food it wasn't mcdonald's there you go you know they do have mcdonald's there but i'm just saying they when you go into like the the you know, like the small little little restaurants and stuff like that there it, it's a, it's about sitting down it's about connecting it's right. about you know, enjoying the food and enjoying your company at the same time and so that's very, exactly like I said, what i feel like from i feel like that's everything every other culture but americans i feel like americans feel like food is just for fuel and they just want a lot of it so it's mm -hmm. for them it's not for us i should say it's not about the experience so much i mean it can be but for us it's more about how much do i get how much do i have to pay for how much do i get and is it good enough you know what i mean mm -hmm. like the bare minimum is our shit which is so gross mm -hmm. but i feel like every other culture takes so much pride in the creation of the food the tasting of the food and the like you said the whole experience it's not like the hochera you don't go oh god I'm, i feel like i'm saying it wrong so I, my apologies but i feel like you don't go to a restaurant and order a fucking meal just for yourself that weighs 16 pounds for the food like that's not i mean you know what i mean that it's i mean not for it's for everything involved in it they literally had another thing where they have a seven pound burrito because they make a small burrito and put it into a bigger burrito like that is Yikes. ridiculous but that's my point like it's about the whole experience it's how it's made it's how it's you know not just prepared but like how it's presented to you it's a whole thing where I, I feel like we are such a fast food, fast everything culture that like we'll drive through and just eat fucking walking down the street or eat on our way to work. Whereas in other cultures, I feel like they really, really put a lot of emphasis and time and care into, as I said, the preparation, but also the experience of it. Like, don't just come in here and think you're going to grab a fucking croissant and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not that mm -hmm. kind of thing.
Like they expect that you're enjoying it and what kind of chocolate goes with it. And like, you know, what did you get the powdered sugar? And like, it's a whole thing. And I really respect that. I think that's so dope. And that's probably why they don't have big ass portions. Cause they're like, we're supposed to just be celebrating the food, not being fucking. Not gorging on it. Yeah, not like gorging. Exactly. And that's all we do in America. I feel like, well, I'm learning that that's what they love in Mexican culture too. But in Mexican culture, it's celebrated. Now, what is your favorite soul food? I have a couple of things and I hate that this, that my go-to, I'm not going to lie. It's such the stereotype, but I don't give a fuck. It's the truth. I'm a fried chicken freak. Like I make really good fried chicken. Not the best. I'm still working on my recipe, but I do all right. So I love me some fried chicken. Gotta have hot sauce. Gotta have hot sauce. That goes without saying. Most black folks will ask for hot sauce for any meal. But I really, really like also like, um, I like our like jambalaya, you know, where again, slaves, right? That's where it came from. We were throwing scraps and we made a, it's kind of a stew, as I'm sure you know. Um, but jambalaya is so dope because it has chicken and it has shellfish and other kind of hearty, you know, it has onions and all of the good stuff and like a brown, like almost like a, a roux almost. So that's really good. I love jambalaya. And then it goes over rice. I love it. Etouffee, I like a lot. Both of those are like Louisiana foods. That's funny. But yeah, fried chicken is definitely my go-to. I have to say fried chicken, greens. I like cabbage. Um, I like fried fish. Um, the corn, I mean, me personally, cornbread. Oh, yes. Mm. Well, I, I love, love any kind of bread. You're right. And cornbread is the bomb. The better, like, I love when I can go to a place and get cornbread and not need to put anything on it. No butter. Right. No anything, exactly. And just bite into it. And it's soft. And it's, it was pretty good that day that we got. Yeah, right? it was. It was. Because I got two of them. Yeah. <laughs> But you had a salad, a healthy salad, so you balanced it yeah. out. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess I would eat the fried chicken, and I mean, the whole thing, the idea of eating the fried chicken is to eat the skin and and just taste the crispiness and just that's the savory part of the chicken. Yeah, I would then if I if 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 I I've gone to Soul Foods, I've gone to you know Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle, and I've gotten fried chicken, but I just take the skin off, and you know if I'm with Jessica, I'll give it to her. She'll eat it. She likes it, or anyone else. I like the chicken itself. I'm looking for more of a healthy standpoint right. where the where the the skin isn't the healthiest the chicken itself is very tasty I mean, exactly I because we flavor it. our food again mm -hmm. it's not just like throwing a little salt and pepper sprinkling it on top no like we're getting into it you know and some and it's so funny because there's a billion different recipes for fried chicken there's so many different ways to make it i've seen people put egg you know in it and no flour i've seen them double flour it i mean just all kinds of there's you know, the, the, the coating that sometimes is used. I think that's more like a white people thing. No shade, but it, it cause it comes in like a little, I don't know, like a canister or something that you like breading. Right. So it's not really mm -hmm. like a floured fry. It's more like a breading situation, but yeah, chicken to me, I'm a fan of chicken made any kind of way, first of all, but fried chicken for me, Ooh, and some hot sauce is everything. And then, like I said. All right. Well, next time you come over for uh, for something. or we'll You are not about to fry no I'll try making some fried chicken. <laughs> no, sir. No shade, no tea. But first of all, you don't eat it. So you definitely are not going to be like the best cook of it. Secondly, it goes against everything that you're trying to do to be healthy. I would never ask you to do that. Do you know it stinks? Not stinks, but like it kicks up your whole, like your house smells like it is hard to clean up. No, 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 no. Well, you do like bacon, though, right? So we oh, can, yeah, uh, but you can just put strips of bacon yeah. in the oven and be good. So don't try to cook no damn fried chicken for me, sir, please. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're over our spaghetti face, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Every time I came over, you're like, want some dinner? We're having spaghetti. I'm like, again? <laughs> okay. Well, what was the last thing? I, I remember the last time we came over. What was the last? What, oh what, my! What did I make the last time? James, the last time I came over there, you were like, "You want a sandwich?" And I was like, "Sure," because I didn't know, you know what I mean. Which was that shit was so good. Remember, I asked you to make me one to go. Go, oh, yeah. Well, was it chicken salad? That's what it was. I would never okay. in a million. You know, no, it was that. it was the Costco chicken salad. <laughs> I know, but no, but let's be clear. Like, it wasn't just okay. Let's and talk. the way I toasted the bread. That's what I was about to say. Okay, people, understand this. But I would have never in my life thought to do this. So not only did he heat the chicken, like it's chicken salad. You eat it cold, right? No. He he put the bread with tons of butter in the pan and like 
toasted the bread that way in the pan and then like mm. put cheese and then like put the um chicken salad on top of all of that so it was like kind of a little still cold but it was like the heat of everything else with it oh my god it was so good it was heaviest but that butter i know that had to be hella calories but it was amazing and there's a little spinach in there to keep it healthy exactly <laughs> and you put the, oh. It was so good, y'all. I fucked that food up. <laughs> I had to take one to go. It was so good. So, yeah, that's the last thing I had at your house, sir. And every time you it come wasn't... over here, you always bring food. I'm like, do you want some? You're like, nope, I'm good. I don't know if that's you don't trust funny. my cooking or what, but I know how to cook. Oh, no, you do. I mean, I've seen you make lunch. I mean, it was just because the I guess the way I, when I get there and stuff like that, it's just like, let's get to work as opposed to like, oh, let's have you cook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm so used to cooking with the, you know, cooking for my wife, cooking for my kids and stuff like that. So it's it's second nature to me. So yeah. I want I, I enjoy cooking. I mean, I, I have a degree in it, actually. The funny Really? Thing I took I, in high school. I, I took culinary arts for three years. I did not know uh, that, sir. Yeah, I was going to be I wanted to be a cook at one time. And then I realized I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to be working on holidays and smelling like onions all the time. I don't want to be a fucking cook. Aww. And then that's how it led me down to this lovely career that I have now. Are you being a cook or chef? Because there's a, a chef. I mean, I I could have gone to Johnson and Wales. It was in uh, I think it was in Warwick, Rhode Island or whatever like that. But I, I don't know. I just I just I. I don't know. I just, I lost the passion for it my senior year in high school uh -huh. and was just like, this is not what I want to do. I mean, now I wish I could. I mean, I, it's more of a steady job, obviously. Chefs have definitely made it, you know, on TV and stuff like that. You can still be a chef in the entertainment industry, like Top Chef and all that stuff. I mean, they've had various seasons and there's so many like different cooking shows and stuff like that. So I could have made my claim to fame there too. Cause I, and I think I was a pretty good chef, uh, pretty good cook or chef at the time when I was in high school, I got all A's Wait, stuff, but so wait, okay, like... you got all A's, but let's be clear, to be an actual chef, you have to go to, like, an actual culinary school, right? Like, no shade to you, I'm sure you did amazing, but it was still high school. So... That would, yeah, I mean, that would probably more of enhanced, you know, my ability, uh, or what I had yeah. at the time. It would have, you know, going to a four-year, you know, professional, you know, chef school. Yeah, school. that's kind Yeah, of that would have told me. That certification is the difference between a cook and a chef. That is true. That is true. Yeah. I definitely wanted to shout out this one person since we're doing a show about food simply because I am such a fan of this person and not just because she's an amazing chef, but because she wears so many different hats. It's like she's lived so many different lives. So Khalees is my bitch. I love this chick. I think she's dropped there gorgeous. First of all, she's got a banging ass shape, beautiful hair, beautiful skin. She has her own skincare and hair care line right now. And she's just such an entrepreneur. Like she started out as a singer. I'm sure we all know the song, I hate you so much right now. Or my milkshake brings other boys to the yard. So either of those hits were huge for her. Um, and after music, she was like, yeah, I'm not a one trick pony. Like I know how to do a lot of shit. So now she owns a fucking farm. She went and bought all these acres of land and she literally is like a farm owner. She goes out there with the chickens and the I mean her IG is just full of excursions on her farm and what she makes and what she produces and what she sells she literally documented her like tending the land to learn how to farm I mean to um, plant certain things so she has a full-blown garden like she just goes outside and gets her tomatoes or cucumbers or whatever I mean she's a great mom I think she has three kids my point is that she went to the Cordon Bleu to get her degree. So like after being an amazing multi-million dollar, like platinum selling singer, she went on to get her, like now she's a certifiable chef. The point is that she's like super multifaceted and she never is like content to just do one thing. And that's just, to me, that's so badass. Cause like, that's how I try to live my life. I'm not a one trick pony. I don't like to be just like, oh, she's a voiceover actor. Yeah, I am. And I'm pretty good at it. I like what I, I love what I do. But as you can hear, we're podcasting, right? I'm finally getting into this ASMR thing. I'm getting into audio description. I'm, you know, creating, I'm a story storyteller. I'm a writer. So like they kind of all the things that I do all kind of overlap in terms of the same kind of creative zhuzh, but that's why I have such a respect for her because they're literally like polar opposite things. I'm a singer and I'm a fucking chemist. Like what? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think that's so badass. So I love that for her. Just wanted to shout out Khalees real quick. I just wanted to, a black woman that's out here fucking knocking down shit and making things happen is, oh, and this is kind of petty, I can't, but I have to do it. So you know how y'all love to like come and take our shit and then like make it your own and swear that you created it. 
appropriation. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. So <laughs> there's this woman. I don't know that she's still with us, but I know that unfortunately she did get um, dementia and then eventually Alzheimer's. Um, and her name is B. Smith. And B. Smith is a black woman that people used to compare to Martha Stewart quite a bit and like call her the black Martha Stewart. And the reason that I'm bringing her up is because she's so accomplished. She's an amazing, amazing chef. I went and visited her restaurant many, many times when she had one in D.C., where, as y'all know, I'm from. Um, at Union Station, and it's fine dining, it's culinary arts, it's sophistication, it's flavorful, it's historical, it's beautiful. And she was, and she started out as a model in the business and became a chef later in life. So I shout her out because I really just hate the fact that y'all have to be like, oh, she's the black version of somebody that does something that they do. Do you know what I mean? Like Viola Davis is not the black version of anything. She's Viola Davis and she's badass. People love to call her the black Meryl Streep. And her whole thing is why can't Meryl Streep be the white me? You know what I mean? Like why do Mm -hmm. we have to be the version, like you guys set the standard somehow and like we're a version of you, but like have to put the black part on it. Like, why isn't it ever the other way around? And I think she makes a very valid point. It fucking sucks when you think about it. And in my opinion, Meryl Streep is the white version of her because they don't get paid the same. You know that. The pay is Mm -hmm. ridiculously different, although they both have the same training. They both have the same background. They've won the same accolades and, you know, awards. And I love that Meryl Streep never, ever hides behind her whiteness in that way. She says the same thing. She's like, damn right, she should be paid what I pay. She's an amazing actress. She does her job effective. Like, duh. You know what I mean? Like, why don't the rest of the world see this? So I just felt like I needed to shout out those two people because they are amazing. B. Smith is phenomenal in her own right. And she's not a fucking black Martha Stewart. She's just B. Smith. And Martha Stewart is a white B. Smith. How about the fuck that? Because she does everything. (laughs) You know, I just hate that shit. It's not fair to any of us. You know, I mean, shit. after this show, I'm I'm hungry. I haven't eaten yet. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go <laughs> cook so me. Uh, I'm gonna make me that sandwich that, that sandwich that you so much loved. I, yes, I and now I just went like, shopping and I just uh, to Costco and I've got a whole big <laughs> thing of that chicken salad. So I'm gonna go make one of those right now. That Maybe not amazing uh, with a lot of butter, but uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I will so toast good. the bread. You know. Yeah, next time I come over, I'm putting my bid in for one of those. Make me one of those okay. sandwiches. I'll and next sure time your ass come over here, give me a heads up to what you want so I can make you something. All right, sounds good. So fucking hungry. I'm about to go make something too. <laughs> and it was so, so awesome to be able to learn about different cultures and like how much joy they get from filling their bellies. I feel like, again, Americans are the only one that we're just gluttons and we just want to make sure that like we eat to be fed. Like our food is fuel. It's not celebrated in the same way that it is in any other culture. And I just think it's unfortunate. (gasps) Speaking of which, what's up with mukbangs? Are you into that? I am not. Do you know what it is? I do not. So my girlfriend is headed over here today, ironically. She has over 400,000 YouTube followers and TikTok Follower. I guess they're called that on TikTok too. I don't know. But she's about to help hit me to get my OnlyFans and TikTok and YouTube page together. Now, let's nice. be very clear. I am not getting naked on OnlyFans. Don't nobody <laughs> want to see these 52-year-old titties, okay? But I am going to, or I've been, I've already made the videos. I'm doing ASMR, which for those that don't know, it's basically like, it's just whispering. It's sounds. People that are into ASMR are getting, like the soothing effect or like they are excited by sound. So like you would do shit like that, right? When I open a pickle bottle to eat the pickle, I got to like tap my nails on it first and like make sure I eat close to the microphone. They like all the mouth sounds. They like the crunch. The the thing is like, I like just the talking one, not so much the other effects. If someone like to, I've used it to go to sleep at times. Yeah. And I just like the, 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 like the chatter, like they'll just start talking about something random. Not so much the effects of like hitting, you know. I get you. I'm combining the two because apparently there's a market for that. So the girlfriend Mm -hmm. of mine that does mukbang and has over 400,000 followers. She's amazeballs. Um, I think it's called Black Girl Eats. 
<laughs> and she eats any and everything you can imagine and has all these comments and she's freaking hilarious. And so I told her what I was trying to do, which was to combine, you know, those three platforms and do this ASMR thing. She was like, oh my gosh, Kitty, you're going to kill it. It's going to be so good. So like I said, I've already done a pickle. I did some celery. I did some whipped cream and um, chocolate, bananas. Yeah, I did like four or five of them so far and I'm excited. So y'all stay tuned. I will let you know. I am Kitty Crunch, spell with a Y, on OnlyFans and I'm going to launch my page today. And like I said, I'm going to tie it into a TikTok and I'm going to tie it into a YouTube and prayerfully people dig it because I really enjoy it. I love doing this work. I like making <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. we'll see how it goes. All right, honey. Good luck with that. And uh, we'll <laughs> talk you. again. And I'm going to go make some food. I'm hungry. Me too. Thanks, babe. Great to talk to you. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. You know that. And as always, it's only Skin Deep. Hey, for those of you who want to hear more Skin Deep Conversation podcast, feel free to go check us out. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at Skin Deep Conversations. Check us out on Twitter at SDC256. We love to hear from our fans. So feel free to contact us at skindeepconversations at gmail.com.